Navigating Business Podcast, where we dive into the lives and stories of small business owners from around the country to learn what's worked, what hasn't, and everything else in between. Our goal here is to share as much high-quality business information as possible. And the best part is, it's all by business owners for business owners. Everything here is all about small business. We're here today with Dion Bonaparte, the owner of NDVU. Dion, how's it going? It's going well, Nate. Thank you for having me. Yeah, tell us a little bit about your business and about you. Absolutely. So, um, you know, when people ask me this question, I always say, do you want the short version or the long version? But I guess I'll give you the mid-sized version this time around. But, uh, like but yeah, it. so no, um, NDBU, we're a, yeah, we're a, a brand strategy and brand management consultancy. Um, so basically what that means is, um, depending on who you ask, brand strategy can mean something completely different. Um, but the way that I like to look at brand strategy in my company, we look at it from a very infrastructural point of view. Meaning that before you can go to any creative or a website or a logo or, or anything like that, you let the research, insights, and data drive all of the creation process, right? So when we're thinking about your uh, brand, you know, I always like to uh, mention this stat, that 90% of small businesses fail within the first five years, and it's either because of one of the, one of the three Ps, people, process, or, or products and service. Either you don't have the right people, um, your processes are not efficient, or your products and services are not a good fit for your market. And the, the great thing about that problem is brand strategy actually um, is a solution or can serve as a solution for those three P's. And so that's what my company have been able to do with a lot of small businesses and also public figures. Yeah, that's amazing. I love the three P's. I think, yeah, if, if every business owner could get a, a course on that or a little, you know, run through before they started their business, it would solve a lot of problems, like you said. So tell us, Tell us more about yeah. what that's looked like for your business. So I know when we talked before we started the call, um, you're relatively new to owning a business. So tell us what that process has been like and, and how you've you know used yeah those three P's or, or other pieces to kind of grow the business. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so definitely when I first started out, you know, one thing that I, one thing that I knew off back was I was going to need a team to do what I was trying to do in business, to, to grow, to meet the need of my clientele, to meet the need of my market. I knew I was going to need a team to do it, also efficient processes to do it as well. Because even as a new business, I've seen a lot of businesses that have, you know, that have failed and maybe not have done it as effectively as they would have wanted to do it. You know, so one thing I knew was I had to do that. So when I first started a business, um, I started it in, um, started it in May. So I got my LLC in March, but I started the actual business and started, you know, taking clients in May. So when I started in May, you know, it was just me. I, I started off as one person. I said, oh, man, you know what? I can't do this by myself. I need to hire someone. So that first person was a virtual assistant. Um, and it actually was a good friend of mine, you know, that reached out. I put out a request on Facebook and said, hey, anyone want to be a virtual assistant? Um, get back to me, right? No one, like, uh, no one sent me an inbox at all, except for this one person. <laughs> except for this one person. And so, but thank God, you know, because all you really need is one person. And so she, she came alongside of me and she was fantastic. You know, she helped me, um, she, she helped me with clients. Um, she helped me, you know, just to kind of keep everything um, focused and always in line with the business and just kind of our growth. And so she was great. So virtual assistant, that was the kind of first um, person or a part of the people that we added, right? But one thing that I also noticed was this, you know, I'm able to be really real with myself and I know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at, you know? And I think that as business owners, you know, we have to be really real with ourselves and know like, what am I good at? 
What am I not good at? Because right? when it comes to selling, you know, when it comes to growing and even running a business, you know, if you're not brutally honest with yourself, you can find yourself at a disservice with not only you, but your team and your business, right? When you don't know what you're good and what you're not good at. So one thing, like one thing that I know I'm good at, I'm good. I'm good at being a big picture person, a visionary person, you know, kind of a leader. What I'm terrible at is being detail oriented. So I, so what I started to do was surround myself around me uh, with people that are detail oriented. I tell you, I will look at something 10, 15 times. I will look at something that I've written like 10 or 15 times. And no matter how many times I look at it, there's always something that I miss, misspell. <laughs> like no matter what. So I realized, okay, I'm like, I need to get people who have this skill. And so I literally, I, I began to surround myself um, with people who had that skill, just kind of for things that, that were more so in the weeds more than I, I could be, right? So how did that look? So in, in May, it started off with me just hiring a virtual assistant. But now here in October, um, I, I hired, so my virtual assistant became another brand strategist on my team. And I hired another assistant who's also extremely detail or, or oriented. And she's also really good at copywriting. So she's good with words. She's good at, you know, just making sure that everything looks a certain way and sounds a certain way before it goes out to the market, which is crucial. You know, because again, I, I could look at something, you know, a million different times, but still miss a ton. You know, she, she can look at it with less time than I've looked at it, you know, and still make sure that it's efficient, right? So I hired that. I, I also hired a creative director, you know, someone who could, you know, just encompass the vision of the or, or organization, of the business, you know, and just, and just have that creative, either creative genius. So this can really go on and on, but I, I hired a big, I hired a team, you know, that could support in the areas that I couldn't, right? And, you know, and they were strong in my weaknesses. I also, I made sure that we established efficient processes. Like there was, there, with everything that we do, there's always this kind of beta test, test that we do, right? So where we make sure that, you know what, before we establish this as a process for the company, let's test it. Let's see if this works. Let's see if there's something better. Let's see if there's something more that we could be implementing in the business, you know, to make sure that we're being e as efficient as possible. And we know, you know, of course, there are things that come up all the time. Things have to be changed and constantly adjusted. But it's good to at least have a system for implementing systems, you know? <laughs> I'm going to say yeah. that one more time. You have to have a system for implementing systems. And so that's what we created at, at NEVU. Then lastly, wow. with our services, our products, you know, we wanted to make sure that our services not only not not only was a good fit as far as, you know, what our market needs were and just make sure that, hey, when we did launch a service that it fit our market, but we also wanted to make sure that it was priced well, you know, that and, and, and so not not priced too high, not priced too low, but just kind of right at that sweet spot for our market. And so through testing, through beta, you know, we've been able to, you know, be fairly good, you know, at people processes and products and services. And so, uh, and so, yeah, I, I would say that, you know, that's kind of a big picture, 20,000 foot view of everything. You know, I could talk about that for hours really, but that's kind of just the high level view of, of what we and how we've been able to be successes, successful with people processes and products and services. Wow. That's gold. I feel like that is the basis for a, I don't know, a webinar, a training, something. <laughs> if, yes. If, yes. I, I wish I would have would have had that conversation or just started that conversation two years ago, you know, starting the business, but <laughs> that's unbelievable. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, before you were talking about the, the triple P's, you're talking about surrounding yourself with, with people um, who are strength, strong in the areas you are weak. And 
And I see that so strongly because I mean, you know, my background is, is looking at the numbers, looking at the data, doing the back end side of things. Like, for example, I love preparing and getting ready to pay my estimated taxes, like, which is super lame, but it's like fun for me. I'm like, woohoo, like September 15th is coming up. I'm going to get ready for that. But I am very weak in the areas of, like you said, branding, you know, website design. I was trying to do something on my website the other night and it took me like three hours. It's probably like a super easy job, you know, but that's the beauty of business ownership in my mind is you're really good at something, but then you can bring in other people who are really good at other completely opposite things to kind of create that ideal team, like you're saying. So Man, yeah, I love that. Absolutely. So, so going off of that, you know, what do you kind of use to practice business development to kind of keep the business going? You know, like it sounds like you've really mastered kind of the, the triple P's there, like you mentioned. I think we could have a whole nother conversation on that. But yeah, what do you kind of sure. use for business development to kind of keep going, to keep growing, to keep learning about how to be a better business person? Absolutely. Well, I mean, of course, I'm always making sure to be efficient with the three P's. That's like the foundational. I make sure that those are solid at, at all times. And, um, but to add to that, though, um, mentorship is huge to me. You know, mentorship is big to me. Um, a lot of what I'm doing today came from not only just reading on my own, but also guidance from mentors. You know, one of my men, men, mentors, one of my mentors, he owns um, one of the number one, he, he owns the number one advertising firm in Chicago like number nine in, in the nation and so like we meet every week you know every week we're kind of having these meetings you know he's making sure that you know if, if there's anything that i need to be knowing about that i need to be studying you know he's always on top of me like it was the latest thing that he just kind of mentioned to me was something that's called the gst method which is goal strategy and tactics so i had no idea about what that was but he had came to me and said hey dion you know are you implementing these methods in your business I said, I don't, I don't even know what that is, you know? And so, but you know, it was, it was the, the very thing that my business was missing. And I had no idea, had no idea about it, but he was able to expose me to, again, something, you know, the GST method, which greatly improved how e- even more efficient we could be in our business. Right. And so we have that. And so also I have another mentor. So there are two men, men there are two men, mentors that I always go back to. And then once he helps me out more so, you know, just with, um, you know, being a, a strong leader, you know, and just making sure to always be an advocate with my team. You know, like one thing that she had told me was, she said that, uh, you know, Dion, you want to make sure that you're investing at least 60% of your time just strictly into your team, right? Not in doing anything, not in doing work, not in, but no, like just straight talking with your team, speaking with your team, seeing if you can be preparing them you know, for, you know, for their work, for their job, how can you be best preparing your team at all given times, right? And so invest 60% of that time there, and then 30, 30% of your time to actually doing the work, and then um, 10% of your time in just self-development, always improving, you know, that's, so that's kind of the uh, method um, that was spoken to me. But out, and then, so outside of that, um, and then men, men, and then also mentorship. Also, I'm an avid reader. I love reading. I'm always reading. I'm always studying. I'm always saying how to be better in my craft. You know, this is actually something that I um, use now because, you know, just with having a team, I don't have the time as much to study like I used to. Um, but it's a book or it's an app that literally, I don't know, know the name. It's not coming to me now. But it literally lets you read the high kind of high level points of every book. You know, um, and it, and you can literally read all of these points just, you know, right there without going through the whole book, you know, spending two weeks. You can just get it in like 15 minutes. And so I found that now that has been, you know, something that's been, that's have a, a allowed me 
to still be successful, you know, while I'm leading the team and still being able to go to my books, you know, because, you know, you know, with having a team, you don't have as much time to do things like you used to. But uh, <laughs> having that, you know, right. You it just sounds like having children. Like, like having, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you have to have something that works for you. And so yeah. I wish I, I wish I could think of the app. I can't can't think of the app now. Um, but but that's what what I have. So, yeah, but definitely I would say keeping a strong team around me, mentors around me, and also making sure that I'm constantly studying and reading and just ever mm-hmm. developing and improving in my field. I want to go back to, to one of the first things you said in that. And yeah, you used to keep, keep bringing out lots of business wisdom here. So I'm loving this. I think this is super valuable, but you're saying 60%, 30%, 10% of, and yeah. you're talking about splitting up the owner's time. And you said only 30% was spent on actually doing the work, you know, yeah. like the day-to-day of the business and 60% right. was right. Developing, working for the team. Yeah. I mean, I th- that's super counterintuitive to business owners because most of the time we're feeling, yeah. Hey, I got to be doing the work, doing the work, doing the work. Do you want to dive into that a little bit more and what that looks like? Cause I think for business owners, that is so key, but so difficult yeah. to do. It's so difficult to do. And let me tell you something. Um, when I, when I would see this, the, when I would see calendars of my team and like their calendars were filled up in mine was like, not, I'm like, wait, I should be doing more. <laughs> like I felt like I should be, like I should be doing more. You know, what, what, what am I doing? You give me some of your work and let me just do some work. But really, but when I but when I took a step and just really looked at the dynamic of this team, we are, we are a highly collaborative team. Highly, like nothing gets done unless we work as a team, as a unit, to work and get the job done. My specific company, we have three departments. We have a creative team, a marketing team, and a brand strategy team. So we all work hand in hand to get work done for a client, right? And so if any one of those, the, the uh, members or the uh, teams, are not operating at a efficient level, then that could really break up the process towards getting things done for a, a client, right? What I noticed was when I when, when when I would prepare my team for a task, for something that they had to do, you know, for you know some kind of assignment for a client, something as simple as, hey, how can I best equip you to 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 speak with this client? Or hey, how can I best equip you, you know, for this creative work that you have to do for this client? You know, how can I best equip you for it? You know, and then it because that solves really two things. One, you know, I'm I am an advocate for company culture. I believe in a strong company culture, you know, because and and I believe, you know, like your your company can either grow or you know or fall based off of your based off of the culture of the team. You know, how many places have you worked at? And it's like you're just working there to to get a check, you know, versus you're working there because you're looking to get a job done. You're 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 like you're happy that you get to invest into, you know, a client that you guys may have been working with for a, a year. And they started out at this point. Now you've seen them grow so much and you have had an active piece in that. Like there's something special that happens when you can be a part of that mission. Right. So that's what I so that's what I that's what I noted that when I begin to speak with my team, see how can I equip them? Um see if they need anything from me. Or just something as simple as, hey, you're done, you're doing a good job, right? Hey, oh, that's a great job, that's a brilliant job that you're doing. Or maybe it's just something simple as simple as self-correction. The thing is this, you don't build the business, people do. You don't build the business, 
your people build the business. So the thing is, what you do is you want to invest your, you want to invest most of your time in the people and let your people develop the business. Because as you become, as your company begins to grow, you want to be able to grow with your company. And what you don't want to do is that as your company grow, your task list grows and you essentially become a zombie because you, you no longer have nothing left to give to your team, to your mm -hmm. business and to your personal development. So you grow the team, right? You let the team grow the business, right? And then you all can grow together. And that's the, that's the, that's the best way that I've learned, you know, to grow a business successfully. Hmm. I love that. I love, I love a lot of things with this. I, I think you have a, a, a book basis going here. I don't know. I'm feeling like this yeah. is, we can, we can write a business, but you can write a business book. I'll buy, I'll, I'll buy the business book. I'm just going to watch you be successful over there. But wow. Yeah. So I really, what I really love is, is, you know, the CEO or the, or the owner being, being kind of the vision gatherer and, and, you know, seeing the vision, seeing where the business is going, but they're not the person actually pulling the business forward. That's the yes. team, like you said. And, it, and when you have quality people who are doing that, that's, what's really going to grow the business. I think that's, yeah. Another one of those things that is a mind flip for a lot of business owners who feel like they have to do it all on their own. So, yeah, yeah. so, so obviously there's a lot of really solid things that you should be proud of with your, with your company. I want to flip the question though a little bit. What's something that, that you see in your business that, that, you could see improvement happening in, or you're like, this is maybe a, a weak area for us, or we want to improve yes. in this area. What, what's that for you? Definitely for me, it was growing for me. It was growing too quickly for me. It was, it was seeing the success of what was happening in the moment. I'm trying to think of the, the, the best way to say it. So seeing the success, so we've been able to grow really, really quickly. Right. And so, as a visionary, as a person that's leading the, the, as a person that's leading the team, you know, I'm saying, hey, how can I best prepare this team for the future? I'm like, okay, well, let me hire more people. <laughs> and so then realize, you realize that you're in a pickle because although you're growing fast, you have more human capital than what you really need right now, hmm. right? You have more human capital than what you need. And so you realize, and, 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 and so I, I literally just had a moment with my team where I, I had to let a few people go, you know, and it, it, it hurt me because I really wanted to keep these people on the team. You know, I liked them. They did really good work, but I realized that I scaled and I grew as far as human capital too quick, too quick. And so I would say that, and so I would say that for me, just because you're successful, you still have to be very mindful of what you need and don't need being frugal and efficient you know, versus, you know, hey, we're successful, you know, let's go ahead and add all the human capital and kind of grow this thing. I would say this. And so that's when we can look at the data and the numbers, you know, because the data and the numbers, although I can see it, you know, that that wasn't always my strongest. And it's still really not, you know, but, uh, you know, I do take the time to read the data, to read the numbers, because it's essential for, for uh, growth. But when I really look back and I look at the data and I look at the numbers, I said, oh, my gosh, Dion. Yes, you're growing and you know you're doing good, but you hire too much human capital for the current place that you're in in business right now. And so although to other people and although you're getting clients, like I said, and I think that that's one thing that I see from business owners a ton is that you start doing well and you just you just grow. You just you open up a business here, open up a business there. You get a team here, you get a team there to until you look back and say, "Oh my gosh, I have so much overhead that I can't even continue for it." as a business. And so how do you limit overhead? How do you, how do you count the cost is what I like, like how is what I like to say. How do you count the cost of what is needed right now 
and how to prepare for the future. You know, because I do know, you know, six months down, six months down, down, down the line, you know, we will be in a in a position to hire those people back. But right now, that's not where we are. So I have to be respectful of the place that we're in, be mindful of the um, human capital that's needed, and just make sure that we're always growing efficiently and we're not just being wasteful with resources, time, and money. And so I would say that that's that was one of my just kind of the things that I, you know, that 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 I that I, that I looked back at and I was like, ah, I probably could have did that better, you know, or I probably could have, mm-hmm. you know, had a better mindset when it came to just, you know, everybody that 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 I needed, the human capital that was needed, and just paid more attention to the data and the numbers to make sure that we were doing that we right. were doing a better job. So, yeah, yeah, you know, looking at it from my angle of things, you know, doing the bookkeeping and the financials. When I look at at businesses' financial statements, payroll is so often the one that is killing businesses, you know, having too much payroll, having too many employees, like you're saying, payroll with the taxes, with the payroll fees, with just the hours worked is a killer for so many business owners because it's just such a huge expense. I mean, you can lower your, you know, technology, let's say you have saved some software subscriptions. You can get rid of a couple of those and save, you know, $300 a month, but your employees are costing you thousands a month, you know, potentially. So it is just such a piece. And like you said, you also have to look at it, look at it as not just a number, but those are people who's, whose jobs, you know, you're providing. Yes. So it's complicated as well. So yeah, Very that, complicated. that's, yeah, that's yeah, a tricky yeah. one. So yeah. I want to wrap up here, but uh, I want to ask you one slash two more questions here to finish. So okay, sure. thinking about, uh, you know, new business owners, first question is what's, what's one piece of advice that you'd give to them? If you could only give them one piece of advice, you know, as you're starting your business, what is that? And then the second piece kind of speaking into your passion, what you do, for someone who knows nothing about branding, um, who knows nothing about kind of creating that further business, what's another yeah. tip that you would give for them? So if you if you want to answer, you, you know, both of those if possible. So I got you. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. First of all, two great questions. I would say to answer that first question, never start a business for profit and money only. Never start a business for profit and money only but do it because you're passionate about it. Do it because it means something to you and do it because you can make a difference no matter what that is. You know, with Jeff Bezos that was with Amazon. Yes, they make a killer with money, but they also, you know, they do, they, they, they have a solution to a problem, right? You know, you can go, you know, instead of going, especially now during uh, COVID, <laughs> you know, you can go and order groceries, you know, say, hey, just get them sent to the house, right? And so, yeah, and so that's that. And so I will also say, you know, make sure that you have a good and innovative solution to a problem. You know, don't don't just, you know, don't just start something uh, because you've seen someone else start it and you've seen someone else has success with it. You know, but if you've seen them, see how you can do it differently and do it better. You know what I'm saying? And so I would say that even with me, how I saw up, saw up branding, there are a lot of people that call themselves brand strategists. But me, I wanted to look, I wanted to focus on branding from an infrastructural point of view. You now look at it from the foundation and then work its way up versus branding up here, starting with the logo website and then branding its way back down to the foundation, the messaging, right? That's what I see a ton of people do. But I say, hey, I think that there's some real space to um, really use branding to solve business problems, right? Because, you know, when it comes to the culture of a business, the processes of a business, and then the right people, um, uh, or, I'm, or I'm sorry, the right products in our service, you know, using branding to solve those problems has been a game changer, you know? And so I don't even know if there are a lot of people, you know, who, 
who thinks to, you know, hey, let me use, let me use branding to solve my, some of my business problems. Because if you can hire the right people, you can get better processes, you can get a better product or service. Okay, so, but uh, anyway, let me go back to the point. But yeah, I would say definitely make sure that you have an innovative and authentic solution as a business owner. Make sure that you're, you're doing that. And also make sure that you're passionate about it and you're not just doing it for money. Definitely, because uh, if you're just doing anything for money, it, 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 it'll be fun for a, a while, but it's not something that can be, that can, that can, um, that can last or something that you can grow with you because you will eventually get tired of it because you're just trying to make a quick buck. And I would say for branding, and I, and I believe the next question was a, a, about branding and you know, how do you brand? What are some kind of tips about branding or something like that? I mean, I would just literally go back to what I just said. When you're looking at a brand, don't start with creating a website, a logo, if you have a brilliant idea, do what do what the best do. You know, they go, they do research. You know, they they you know they get people around them and say, hey, what do you think about this idea? They bounce that idea off of people that they that they value and that they trust, right? They spend time with it. They do market research on it. They you know they just they make sure that the core values that the that their mission, that their vision, you know, just their DNA, everything that they want to make sure that the they make sure that their foundation is strong as a brand. And before you, you know, launch any business or idea or anything like that, I would say, please spend time with it. Make sure that, again, it's, a, it's actually a good idea, you know, and it's something that can grow and scale with you. And then after you do that part, after you do the more technical, logistical part, let your research, insight, and data, let that drive your creative process, right? So then, you know, so let that create the packaging for, you know, your product or let that create the color schemes or, you know, let that create your website, let that create your logo, you know? So if you can brand that way, not only do you solve a branding problem, but you also solve a business problem. So you get a two for one, you know, just by solving and looking at a brand, especially brand strategy in that light. So I would say that's, that's how I would approach branding. And that's what, you know, I've seen a lot of success. And so, you know, I hope that helped. I know it was kind of all over the place with that. No, that's great. Really, really great insights, Dion. And and honestly, this entire podcast has just been gold for, I think, people who are either already business owners or people who are considering starting a business, just the planning, yeah. the thought process through all this. So yeah, thanks for sharing all that. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have Dion's information at the bottom of this podcast. You can learn more about him, about his business. So if you're looking for branding help, if you're looking... Uh, I mean, apparently for some business experience, I think you got a side, <laughs> side career going here. Side career, right. <laughs> yeah. Book deal. No, for but, sure, but seriously, sure. thank you so much for your time, Dion. Uh, that's, uh, we're so excited to have you on and, and thanks for sharing. So yeah, Absolutely. we'll have to have another conversation thank soon. Yes, yeah, sir. Thank you, Nate, for having me, man. This has been a blast. This has been okay. a blast. Yeah. Thanks listeners for, for joining us as well. And thanks for listening to Dion today. And, and we will see you next time on the Navigating Business Podcast.